Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today as he's on vacation. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this. There's a big Supreme Court ruling that came out on Friday. Why isn't anybody talking about it? I haven't. I don't know. What's going on? You know, people don't follow this like they used to. They don't. They're not invested in the news anymore. But we talk a good amount about the Dobbs case the, that overturned Roe versus Wade on Friday. Huge, huge development in just the scope of everything and the scope of the idiotic reaction from the left to it, as you might expect. That was very prominent today. Also, in the middle of the show, another big Supreme Court case broke. You can hear that break live on the air, uh, as it always seems to do uh, in our Hour 2 broadcast. That's uh, the Kennedy uh, Bremerton decision, which is the one about prayer. Uh, can you do that at school? Or can you do it only the inside walls of the church? And that is something that Anna Navarro brings to us later on in the show, where she just explains she's Catholic when she's in church. And that is... <laughs> and when you're outside of church, you can't also be Catholic. You can be Catholic all the time. Come on. What what Catholic is Catholic all the time? I don't know of one. I don't, I don't, the I don't Pope, know. certainly, he's just Catholic when he's in the Vatican. When he goes to Vegas, totally different dude. Parties, it's amazing. Um, so that's the... <laughs> my understanding of it at least uh so make sure you subscribe to the podcast and rate and review as well a couple other podcasts i'd like to turn you on to real quick pat grand leashed indeed it happens uh, every day uh you can subscribe to his podcast and rate and review him as well and Stu does america i know we were going to be talking a lot about these issues as well both podcasts available every day subscribe to him we'd really appreciate it here's the podcast of the radio show today To the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome. Uh, Glenn's on vacation this week. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, the Roe ruling actually came down while you guys were on the air on Friday, right? Yes, one of our favorite things. Yeah. The, that every single Supreme Court release of opinion <laughs> happens during hour two of this program. So, Pat, we've had many memories over the years of this happening like the obamacare uh, decision uh, Mm -hmm. happening live on the air it's every single time and by the way today is no exception we will have supreme court uh, opinions coming down in our hour two today as well there's still a few big ones out there i mean Mm -hmm. obviously the dobbs case for abortion roe versus wade being overturned is is going to be the marquee thing for god only knows how long but there's a huge Mm -hmm. case uh, with the epa and the administrative state is on trial, basically, in that one. And that one may be more uh, more uh, specific to everybody's life, right? Like, that's one that can affect everyday life, where this is a case uh, basically questioning whether these, you know, administrative state apparatus can just do things on their own, you know? Can they just, what if they want to regulate CO2 emissions on their own? What if we let them do that? Why pass a law? Let's just let them do it. That whole thing is on trial right now, and that affects every aspect of our lives. I mean, this this country has been completely remade from what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. by these uh, by the administrative state, and so that is uh, that's a big one. There's one big one on religious liberty. There's a huge one on the border coming up about the remain in Mexico law. We could get all those today. I think there's eight remaining, so we will have those in hour two of the program. And probably, I, I don't think we'll get eight in one day. They'll probably announce another decision day this week, but. That's coming up today as well. The Dobbs case, though, is still... Uh, it's not a one-day story, Pat. <laughs> no. No, especially with the reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, 
Did you, did Biden speak in time for you guys to uh, play his thoughts on Friday? I talked about it on Stu Does America um, on my show, which airs at, uh, later on in the day here on Blaze TV. But it, I don't think I don't think it happened during the show. I think it was right after it. Yeah, here's uh, here's what Joe um, had to say about about the ruling initially. Today is a uh, it's not hyperbole to suggest a very solemn moment. Is, yeah. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States mm-hmm. expressly took away the constitutional right from the American people. No, no, no they didn't. They had it already no, they recognized. No. They didn't limit it, they simply took it away. Mm-hmm. They didn't no, take they, it away. No, they, they didn't done. take it away. It wasn't the right there. so important to so many Americans. Mm-hmm. But really? Is but it? they did it. Mm. They did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. No, it was a great day. 50 years ago, Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. was decided and has been the law of the land since then. Oh, wow. This landmark case protected woman's right to choose, mm. her right to make intensely personal decisions with intensely her doctor, personal. Yeah. free from the, inter- from the interference of politics. I don't know what word that was. Reaffirm basic principles of equality. Mm-hmm. Oh, the women quality. have the power to control their own destiny. Mm, that's and really it reinforced a fundamental right of privacy. Oh, no. The right of each of us choose how to live our lives you don't have the privacy to kill human now beings. with Roe gone <laughs> well if you do private let's be very clear <laughs> no it's still the no. health and life of women in this nation most murders are now in private. at risk really yeah mm-hmm. as chairman and ranking member of the is that Senate why they always Judiciary make the distinction Committee. public execution <laughs> <Vice> <laughs> they, they, that's like that's, after, that's the abnormal way of doing I've it studied right. this case carefully mm-hmm. i've overseen more supreme court confirmations mm-hmm. than anyone today oh so this is your fault this case was always discussed Mm-hmm. It was. I believe Roe v. Wade was the correct decision. No, you know. As a matter of constitutional law, we know you law don't. You said it before. The fundamental right, right, to privacy and liberty in matters of family uh-huh. and personal autonomy. It was a decision uh, which you don't have with the vaccine, matter. by the way. No, of course not. A careful <laughs> balance between a woman's right to choose earlier in her pregnancy <laughs> and the state's ability to regulate. <laughs> Later in her pregnancy. Right. Uh, right. A decision with broad national consensus. No. The most Americans. I mean, God, look, you could describe. Background hold on, stop. Yeah, stop it. You could describe abortion a lot of ways. Arguing there is a broad national consensus is not one of them. No. That is not That's, a good. A lie. Descri- it's not a good summary. It's just a lie. Right. This is a very divisive, divisive issue. It's one that I think the other side is completely insane on. I mean, mm-hmm. frankly, I I can't even understand the arguments most of the time. They're so stupid. However, I can even acknowledge there's not a national consensus on abortion. No, there's, there's a not. lot of disagreement. I mean, there's a national consensus basically on certain aspects of it. Like, for example, you shouldn't have it in the third trimester. There's basically a national co- co- consensus that the stated platform position of the Democratic Party is against the consensus. That we could be clear on. Mm-hmm. Other than that, really, there's not much of one. Maybe on life of the mother. I mean, life of the mother, even in all these states yeah. that are you know banning abortion like Texas... There's still an exception for life of the mother that was in there. That was basically in was in the Kavanaugh concurrence mm-hmm. that, you know, it signified, look, if you go after life of the mother, we're not going to rule on your side on that. Like, I mean, there, that one seems to be the one that there's pretty much consensus on, I guess. But not a lot of aspects of abortion. There's consensus on Pat. No, that, that is true. And, you know, even he is at odds with himself. Yes. From, from 16 years ago. Here's what he said back in 2006. 
Well, I, I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always oh. a tragedy, and I think mm. that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think mm -hmm. we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions, and they ought to be able to have mm. a common ground and consensus as to do that. <laughs> Is that amazing? Um, Two thousand. Hey, you know, he doesn't 19... look at it as a right. That's amazing. If that was a clip from nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, which, by the way, he was right. still, you know, in public office then. Uh, maybe you could maybe say, say okay, all he, right, he changed over time. Two thousand six. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't realize it was it that is. recent. I had heard that clip. I didn't realize it was that recent. Two thousand six. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I I want to ask you this, Pat, because I was thinking about this over the weekend. There's so much to think about in this case, and we could talk. We could honestly talk about this the whole time. I'm sure. But would this? Could this have happened? in the era where Democrats sounded like that. Like when Democrats were pitching the safe, legal, and rare thing, mm -hmm. when they were saying, look, it's always a tragedy. This is a essentially a necessary evil, was their case. It's right. a terrible, terrible thing. We all hate it, but gosh, sometimes these circumstances require it and we wish they didn't. Now, now, now it's, it's like it's an amusement park. Yeah. Abortion is fun. It's fun. Shout it. Shout uh -huh. your abortion. We yeah. went from the safe, legal, and rare era to the shout your abortion era, yeah. and we see how well that worked for Democrats. Not I, very well. I, I think that that's part of what caused this. I think so, too. And I, I think they played their hand. Uh, they overplayed their hand. Yeah. And it went the other way on them now. Be the pendulum swinging back the other way because of some of that craziness you could argue that's why trump got elected in the first place right you could argue that was why republicans were more apt to go along with justices who were who they were really confident would overturn roe versus wade mm -hmm. i think you can argue you know remember republicans had enough justices to overturn this in place many times and the reason why it didn't happen was because of people like anthony kennedy who who would flake at the last minute right. and decide, oh, yeah. well, we've got a compromise position. Uh, you know, Casey is uh, terrible. I'm mean, both Roe versus Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood were terrible decisions. Yeah. And a lot of it, mm -hmm. especially Casey, seemed to be fueled on this. Well, we can't really shake things up that much. You know, we, I don't think it's right to shake things up that much. We've obviously seen that sort of behavior from John Roberts. We even saw it in the Dobbs uh, uh, opinion. And I think, yeah, he just wanted he wanted the narrow ruling, yes, right, just on Dobbs. He didn't want to rule on on Roe v. Wade. Yeah, if it was up to him. And again, he even he essentially says in his concurring opinion, yeah, these guys are pretty much right, but uh, it seems mean. You know, <laughs> it seems a little upsetting, and I don't want to be mean. I mean, it really does seem like he. He even is clear how bad it is. So his opinion would have been, okay, Mississippi can keep their 15-week thing, right? Yeah. We're not going to overturn Roe yeah. versus Wade, but 15 weeks is rational, and there's some sort of rational position. He wanted to do essentially what Casey did, which was come up with some new standard that, as, as uh, Alito pointed out, neither side in this case even asked for. It wasn't just like... It was the conservative side saying, hey, let's get rid of this. And the liberal side was saying, ah, let just 15 weeks or give us some other new standard that we can all work with. Mm -hmm. Roberts just invented that himself. Right. He's like, what if I what if we do this? Which and is, that's what he does. That's what he does.
Right? He's, he's done terrible. it time after time. He did it with Obamacare. Mm-hmm. He's he's done it multiple times. He's mm-hmm. agonizing. He really is. Agonizing. But I am still shocked. You you and I have said many times, there's no way they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. <laughs> yes. There is no way no that's going to happen. This court will not do that. Do you have any confidence this court will do it? No. Nope. I don't have any confidence this will do it. The Democrats all thought, yeah, oh, they're going to... And they... They were right. Fortunately, turned out they were right. Uh, the one time I will be very <laughs> pleased to admit yes. both they are right and I was wrong. I did not think I'd ever see that day. No way. Nope. Especially not right now. I mean... And to, to be clear, in some ways, the same things we always worried about, one of the conservative justices flaking, occurred. It occurred with Roberts, yeah, who didn't go along with this, and it sort of occurred with Kavanaugh, yeah. who wrote a concurring opinion that basically said, eh, I don't know, I mean, I'm going along with this, but it's, I'm a little wishy-washy on it. You know, it, like, it almost didn't happen this time. Right. But thank God it did. Thank well, God. It was, it, it was 6-3 on Dobbs, right? Yeah. But 5-4, I think, was, on overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, the, the way they, they say 5-3-1, essentially. Like it, it, when it comes to Dobbs, it, it, they, he went along with it, but uh, he did not want to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is incredible. He's, uh, he's terrible. And it's incredible terrible. to step back at how many times Republicans missed with these with these supreme court justices i mean they just missed and missed and missed and missed all of them missed the only person you'd say we don't have evidence of them missing on this particular case is trump right who seemingly went three for three or at least got three for three on this three home runs and he pointed that out oh yes obviously on friday he pointed that out and he's right he's right he deserves a lot of he deserves a lot of credit especially a lot of people have fought for this for a really long time yes but president trump Deserves a lot of credit. For he this. deserves a ton of credit for it. You know, he said he would come. And interestingly, he said he would come in and pick off a list of 21 Supreme Court justices, basically hand selected by the Federalist Society. And so the Federalist Society also mm-hmm. deserves a lot of credit on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting. He picked Gorsuch from that list and then expanded the list. So his other two picks, both Kavanaugh and Barrett, were not on the initial list. People forget this. He wow. did not actually pick all three justices from the list. He picked one justice from the list. The other two were right. expanded. And the belief is, particularly with Kavanaugh, that Kennedy was just not going to step down unless he had the guy he wanted to step in uh, for him. Anyway, uh, long story short, he picked three, and they were all right on this one. And honestly, like we could talk about elections. We could talk about future appointments. All of that. None of it. I mean, like Kavanaugh could suck from here on on out and it would be disappointing. But the fact that this mm-hmm. came through is already Trump's legacy. Right. It's already right. done right now, which is huge. Uh, you know, look, people and we bash him all the time. And we sh- also Mitch McConnell deserves credit for this. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he does. He delayed that for which is why they call it illegitimate, illegitimate yeah. Supreme Court. Why? Because they waited for the next part that no it's perfectly constitutional yeah they they did something they're perfectly within their rights to do you're, ta- you're talking about did. the merrick garland no, merrick delay. garland delay yeah. yeah now waiting until trump became president and that's part of it he waited until trump became president which gave us gorsuch I, although i will point out the republicans held the senate at that time so even if there was a vote and he didn't hold the line uh, that's true they likely would have rejected whoever right. it was which would have been okay but i mean he also pushed through, you know he got all three of these through the senate you know how shady the senate can be at times very, very small majority 
authorities. Mm-hmm. They got them through. And then the third, the third name we really need to give credit to, Pat, is Harry Reid. Because without Harry Reid upending the ju- judicial filibuster in 2013... Right. But now they wanted their power then. Yeah. And this is a good lesson yeah. for Democrats. You want to grab power however you can. Elizabeth Warren's asking for packing the court. Think of how this feels later on. Think of it. Because you grabbed power with no justification. And this is how that story ended. <laughs> exactly. And people forget that part of it. Yeah. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And we really want to thank you for listening. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program this week. Um, you know, something we talk about from time to time is how passionate the left is about abortion. It's fascinating. It's like a religion to them. It's more of a religion, I think, than even climate change is. Uh, they love abortion. The fact that they can kill babies uh is just so important to them and so when they perceive that they've lost that right which again they really haven't lost the right there's there's still going to be places where you can get abortions if you really want it mm-hmm. uh, but the reaction is amazing look at this woman who uh Throws a pillow down. She's got knee pads on because um, she's uh, she's very animated uh, about the Roe v. Wade decision. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, that's I, just a little un- irrational. I don't want to be a flip flopper here, but in her case, she she should be able to abort her kids. Uh, you know, I just uh, I don't think any of us are arguing for her to be a parent. Uh, uh, that that's unbelievable. That's psychotic. Is that bizarre. You know, it's so weird so too weird. the performative nature of it because uh, you, you know if you're listening to radio, you can't you can only hear the screaming and the bleeping. She's but, in a leopard print, like, onesie thing, <laughs> leotard deal. Yeah, she's doing that. And someone else, crucially, is holding the camera. Yeah. Right? Like, this yeah. is a performance, as if they think this is a good <laughs> representation of their movement. Hey, honey, you film me while I throw a pillow down and then just go ape crap on video. How would that be? I'll just start screaming and shaking wildly and uh people are gonna love it they're gonna love the response yes uh, <laughs> amazing <laughs> weird hey uh, pat let me break in here real quick uh, just to give you a little news update we are now in the Some middle more of supreme court supreme decisions. court time and we have a mm-hmm. very good one yet uh, again more good news from this court oh wow as a uh, bremerton kennedy versus bremerton this is the case of coach kennedy <laughs> i think i don't know if you had him on pat on, on pat gray unleashed i had him on in studios america we had him on here on the radio show a coach who was uh, who was praying at the 50-yard mm, line mm-hmm. after his games, never asking anybody to come join him. Uh, they said that he got fired for this, and they said, you're not allowed. It's a separation of church and state issues. Uh, again, something that's ridiculous. not in the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Another thing that isn't in the yeah. U.S. Constitution. Right. Uh, but uh, that one was written by Gorsuch, a 6-3 decision. Uh, as as you would expect, Sotomayor, mm. Breyer, and Kagan on the wrong side of that, as they always are. 
but that is a big one. That was one of the three or four big ones remaining, and it goes the correct way. How do you see that any other way? Any other way. Than slapping that down. It's not, I mean, if you're a Supreme Court justice, you should know the Constitution well enough to understand separation of church and state is not really a thing in the United States Constitution. The only thing about the church and state is that the state shall not establish a religion. They shall not make no law establishing a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Yep. That's it. That's it. I mean, literally to the point, Pat, that they encouraged states to form their own state churches. Yeah. There were state churches in effect when this went on. Mm -hmm. One of the first acts of the Congress was to have a a prayer. It was a congressional, and of course we still have congressional days of prayer from time to time. They printed a Bible. They printed a Bible, yeah. They they held prayer. I mean, it's (laughs) so over the top of the other way. And this is not even that. We're not even talking about like, oh, well, Congress should get together and pray every day on, uh, you know, on the floor of, of, you know, of the Senate or whatever. Which they do. Which they do, by the way, and still do. And (laughs) they still have national days of prayer and all this stuff still occurs. Yeah. But, um... Regardless but in school, of that, you can't do that. This is basically a coach who, after the games, because he had a, a, a crazy life and decided <laughs> after uh, all these games would end, he said, "You know what? I, I've had gone through so much. I'm going to thank God every day. And after these games, I'm just going to go to the 50 yard line, take a knee, say a silent prayer. And you can only take a knee if it's uh, in a protest, right, of the United <laughs> States flag." That's the it's only amazing. way. It's the only way that's constitutional. The same people who will amazing. say Ka- Colin Kaepernick what a has, hero. A, has a right <laughs> to be able to. Now, of course, in a private business like that, he doesn't actually have a right, right. to do that. Now, I don't care if he does it. Uh, now, he can't get on the field because he's such a terrible quarterback. <laughs> but if he could get on the field, I don't necessarily care if he does it. I don't take my political advice from athletes that's oh. not the way i it works for me hmm. i try to come up, come up with those opinions on my own so they can okay. come up with their own dumb opinions all they want and express them however they want i don't care i'll just ignore them but the nfl has they can absolutely stop them from doing that if they want to mm-hmm. uh but however like i guess you're able to fire a coach for just taking a knee and praying that's just not Amazing. true this first amendment the freedom of religion does not stop at your door does not stop at the door of the church mm-hmm. it is something you're able to do just like we just learned or at least the left just learned with the second amendment the second amendment also doesn't stop at your front door that's not where that right ends it is a right and hmm. you can carry your gun around uh and they shall issue it to you uh that permit so anyway long story short uh that is a big case probably one of the biggest ones remaining uh that you are apparently uh, yeah, you do have some religious liberty. This court, I will say, has been good on these issues. And people, uh, mm. let me give credit where credit is due as well for, to First Liberty Institute. Friends of, of the show, uh, you know, all, all those guys over there, Jeremy Dice and, you know, the whole crew has done such a great job in, in being relentless, pushing for religious liberty and for mm-hmm. the court to respect it and this was you know this was their case i mean they they argued it in front of the supreme court uh, they they've shepherded this thing through all the way and did an incredible thing they've made a real difference you know well, there's been a lot of criticism of conservatism of originalism of the conservative legal project in general oh we don't get enough results eh. 
I mean, it's hard to argue with this right now. I, you know, this is this has been an incredible mm-hmm. achievement, and I think you look at it. Everybody from all aspects of conservatism has made this stuff possible. You know, you, you can look. We we named a few of the names: President Trump, even people like Mitch McConnell, First Liberty Institute, the Federalist Society. Mm-hmm. These are widely varying views in a lot of these groups, but all generally just wanted the Constitution respected, and we're seeing that happen. Yeah, it's incredible. And that's, I mean, another, as you mentioned, another great ruling. Maybe we'll get one on uh, climate change as well, which would be great. Yeah, they've got the, an environmental the, uh, opinion coming up. That's the. Pr- I mean, is that going to happen today? It may. There's so we just got <clears> another <throat> one. Is Concepcion, which we'll go through here in a minute. Um, but not EPA versus West Virginia is the. I don't know. Maybe the biggest one I'm looking at uh, right now, um, because that one I think will. They might save that till what, they, Thursday or Friday or something. You know, again. Who knows? Yeah. I will say they are always up for surprises, they, yeah. aren't they? Like Friday. Yeah. That was a big surprise. Yeah. I thought that would be the last one they announced. And that's like a traditional thing. They leave these these sort of uh, controversial ones to the last day, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not a rule. Like they can Right. They do can that. do it whenever whenever they want. We do know that we have at least one more coming here <clears throat> as we speaking, um, as we're sitting here. Um and it looks like this one was okay. Well, we'll go through we'll go through the whole this whole thing in just a minute because we're running late already. But uh, this was uh, we at least have one more coming today. Now, there's eight remaining coming into the day. We have two so far. We're going to have a third one at least. Now, so, does the coach, by the way, does the coach get his job back? Did they? I asked him that in the interview, and I can't remember what he said. I, I think he, I, I think he was actually open to it. It was he was an interesting guy. I don't think I'd want my job back. Yeah, I, I told him I would like I, I would hate these people. Yeah, right. And they, they, yeah. they, they screwed him over. I believe in a big way. Yes, he had a totally did. different perspective on it. Like his perspective was number one, he's not like a pastor. This guy is not a religious zealot. He is not the guy who is going, you know, who is like, every time you talk to him, he's got a new scripture he's quoting. He's just like totally a normal guy who just believed wanted he to wanted pray to pray. Like, huh. it, it was, he's not like, you know, what you would think of when you think of a guy standing up at the Supreme Court. Did they warn him or ask him to do this somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. They, so what, initially he started, if I'm remembering the story right, I think I am. Initially he started doing it by himself at the 50-yard line. Oh, and, did the team join him? And then the team oh, no. saw him do it. What a terrible influence. And said, coach, can we come <laughs> pray with you? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. Of course, it's America. Yeah. So he went, took a knee at the 50-yard line. He started, Some of the players started gathering. I remember Over that. Over time, yeah. even the other teams would start coming and gathering at, at the center of now the field. Now it's unacceptable because you've got a whole bunch of people praying. We can't have that. So. Not on government school grounds. Now, now that's a terrible point and not true, but. <laughs> That's what they said. And the school came to him and said, look, we know, we know, we love you and everything, but you can't do it because people, everyone's, uh, you can't bring other people involved because people are worried that you'll have influence over them. And he said, you know what? Okay. I will tell my team not to come out. So he told them, look, you guys can't come with me and pray out in the center because it's a big controversial thing. So then he went out and started doing it by himself again and they still fired him. Oh man. So wow. he was only doing it by himself and specifically wow. asked for other people not to join. And um, But his opinion seemed to be closer to, look, I don't think they wanted to do this to me. They just felt they had to. I think that was really how he took it. Which, I think he again, still shows the ignorance yeah. in this country yeah. about things that are not in the United States Constitution. They're such ignorance. Such ignorance. And just because people say it over and over and over 
that there's separation of church and state, separation of church and state. So people get into this little world where I'm sorry, you can't <clears throat> you can't bring religion into this anywhere on school grounds. Well, what? What are you talking about? Of course I can. But that's not the perception. And the perception has been reality for a long time, and hopefully this decision will change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's it a big deal. Really Religious is. liberty is really doing well right now. And I think, you know, I'm hoping for, one of the big things I'm hoping for is that many more of these cases, and hopefully a definitive one, gets to the Supreme Court as it relates to not just, <clears throat> uh, not just church, but churches specifically when it comes to all the COVID restrictions. You know, the fact oh, that they yeah. were trying to force churches yeah. to close down, you have absolutely... Not just trying, they did. They did. They did. I just don't think they did it legally. And no, I don't We've either. seen low, some lower courts have issues with them and get, and get some of that stuff overturned. First Liberty worked on that stuff as well. Yeah. But I would like to see one of these things go up to the, to the, to the Supreme Court level and have Me it too. be very clear that the government can make recommendations. They can say, hey, this is what we think you should do. Here's our best health advice. Here's what our experts are saying. And all that's fine. They can do all that stuff. They cannot stop you. They cannot stop you from opening your business. I don't think that should happen either, but certainly when it comes to a, a, a house of worship, the right. government absolutely should not be able to do that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, look, most churches went along with the advice and they just did. decided, look, I, we think this is the best thing. And that's totally fine, too. If they want, if that's what they believe mm-hmm. the decision is, they, they can make that decision. But the government cannot enforce that. Absolutely not. It's, it's insanity. And the, the whole theory is so upside down. Like, the state needs to be protected from religion. No, that wasn't the founder's problem. The problem was religion being protected from the state. That's what they were concerned with, and that's what they were trying to do. And this ruling helps along those lines. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. What are we, a week from the 4th of July, right? It's next Monday. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Happened fast. Uh, if you <laughs> you still have a, a chance to get the greatest cookie on earth, uh, if you want, mm-hmm. by the 4th of July, mm-hmm. uh, we can guarantee delivery if you order today from Kexi.com. Today's got, the day. Today's last the day. day. Yeah. I will say I've had this last batch of cookies you've produced. Yeah. Your, I mean, your just with wife. the salted caramel and oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. one, uh, the the one that I fell absolutely in love with. Now they're all really great, but mm-hmm. the the one that I had a special uh, relationship with <laughs> was the coconut cream. Oh. Oh my! I just love yeah. that thing. I did not expect. I mean, it was oh, just yeah. fantastic. That's great. It's the best one uh, that I've had in a while. I love it. I, I got to stay away from them. And by the way, that's that's available. Uh, just go to kexi.com to order yours. Uh, we've been discussing the incredible insanity coming out of the left since the verdict. And, you know, we were warned. We've been warned for the last, how long has it been since the verdict was leaked? Like three months? A couple months, and, yeah. And we, we've been warned the whole time to expect violence from both sides. And we were all... Wait, Wait why, would, why would we on the right uh, go out and, you know, overturn cop cars and set <laughs> buildings on fire? Why would we do that well, when we like this ruling? Maybe you forgot about January 6th. <laughs> no, I didn't. But what does that have to do with anything? That's, well, that's how, just who you people yeah, are. That's really, and that's one of the reasons why January 6th really pisses me off. Me because too. Because now they have this one they, thing to point yes! to. Yes. <laughs> 
They've got two things. They have Charlottesville. Yes, at January and January sixth, and that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, like conserve, like you know, obviously there have been over the years, uh, unfortunately, a couple of high-profile abortion protester types that have done really mm-hmm. terrible things mm-hmm. and have been immediately condemned, uh, condemned by every yep. single person I've ever known on the right. Yep. You know, Eric Rudolph and, uh, oh. you know, the, 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 the Kansas, uh, abortion killer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple of incidents. I would not deny that there have been a couple. It's been very, very limited over the course of a 50 year battle to say very save, limited, when, especially when the stakes are 65 million lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you think of how, how, what a, a life and death situation this is, I mean, in some ways, you're surprised there hasn't been more terrible behavior. Uh, it's really been done, as we Very mentioned true. before the break, within the bounds of the system, exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. You know, you have, you elect people, you, you, ha- but before that, long before that, there was a, a, a long-term grooming of conservative legal scholars, activists who fought every day, who did things like the, uh, the, the March for Life. Right. Year after year after year Mm -hmm. gathered when it seemed completely hopeless. Yes. Uh, And we believed it was. When you turn on your favorite conservative talk show and you'd hear Pat Gray and Stubergeer telling you it's completely hopeless. (laughs) I mean, I didn't really believe it was that dire, but I never thought I would see the day. No. uh, Where uh, Roe versus Wade was even overturned. And there's a lot more to do. On this, on this fight, I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. You know, we really have prevented no abortions at this point. It's important to to be clear. Mm-hmm. It just gives you the opportunity to argue for these things. And in some of these states now, some of these abortions will not occur, and that's that's great news to me. That means there will be people who will be alive, will have a chance at life that did not previously. And I don't know how. I don't know yeah. how you can be fighting on the other side of that battle, frankly. I don't either. And they fight hard. Hard. They, they fight hard, it. and they make it. They make it an issue of race. When we want to prevent abortions in minority areas, you know, mm-hmm. 80% of abortion clinics are in predominantly black areas, black and Hispanic. Yeah. 80%. Jeez, and to me, that's awful. That says, okay, we want to abort and kill as many minorities as we possibly can. Yeah. I mean, well, and- we are saying, no, stop that. Let those people live. Let them live. Yeah. And somehow we're the racists. It really is incredible how that how this has been spun. I mean, and you listen to the the coverage of this, which is every major media organization sent reporters to abortion clinics that found out about the ruling and then had to call quote unquote patients mm-hmm. uh, to tell them they could not come in because Roe versus Wade was overturned and now abortions are illegal in their state, and them crying and sobbing about how they want to help these poor women. Kill their children. <laughs> Why can we not? Please let us do it. Please. It's so sad. What a sad day. And it's like, is there no no awareness in the press that the I other side not. exists to this story? I guess not. They don't seem to have any interest in it. And, you know, one of the reasons that the black population has stayed in this country between 12 and 14% for 100 years mm. is because of abortion. Is because they're really hard. they're uh, disproportionately aborted more than whites, mm-hmm. and we want that to stop. Yeah, and you know we we and you know who doesn't want it to stop the left, the left, and Margaret Sanger Democrats. at the beginning of all this. This is why she started Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. in the beginning, and it's been so successful. Look how successful it's been. 
And they love her. They adore her. They worship at the altar of Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and abortion. It's freakish. And there's just simply no way to get around it for the left. That you can call us racist for a hundred different things, and they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll call us racist for affirm. There's a big case that's going to be coming in the next session on affirmative action. And I think there's a good chance that that gets limited mm-hmm. in a major way by this court. And it should. Mm-hmm. You should not be making decisions by skin color. That's something that we used to all agree on and is now apparently wrong. But you can call us racist for a hundred different things. What we want the minimum wage level to be. What uh, you think, you know, uh, voter ID, all yeah. these ridiculous things Jeez. they call us racist for. But the bottom line to all of this is if you implemented every single one of our policies, limiting welfare mm. spending, uh, voter ID, uh, affirmative action, all these things, all to the conservative utopia, what the end result of all those policies would be is tens of millions of minorities alive today that right. are and no thriving. longer alive. And thriving. Some of them might not be thriving. Some of them... But more than are thriving now would be thriving because of the policies. And they'd all have a freaking chance, <clears throat> yep. right? You know, yep. like some of them will be doctors. Some of them will be mm-hmm. astronauts. Some of mm-hmm. them will solve uh, society's great problems. Some of them will be crappy waiters at Chili's that screw up your order. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be the guy that cuts you off in traffic. <laughs> Some of them will be career criminals, but all of them deserve a chance to live their lives. You don't get to make this decision in advance for them. They get to make those decisions. Yeah. They might wind up screwing their life up entirely. A lot of us do, mm-hmm. but you still get that chance. I'm fascinated at the idea that it's better for society that people should just be executed before they've done anything. Before they've taken their first breath outside the womb, let's kill them because they might be a drain on society. What the hell kind of philosophy is that? That is mm. freaking psychotic. It's a eugenics philosophy. Yeah. And that's what it was based on. Fostered by Margaret Sanger. That's what it was based on. And you know what? You look at white supremacy groups today and they are not pro-life. White supremacy mm. groups support the right to abortion. And they will explicitly tell you the reason they do is because they like the fact that black and Hispanic babies keep getting aborted. Disproportionately. Disproportionately. Yeah. They like it. So if you want to be on the side of white supremacy and also not coincidentally the Democrats, because they've been lined up for generations, mm-hmm. hop on board to that pro-choice movement. It's, it's working out well. It's working out well if that is your philosophy to life. But in reality, I don't understand how anyone can support this craziness. I don't either. Especially see it as the empathetic view. There's a column in the New York Times today by someone named uh, Pamela Paul. She's an opinion columnist there. And let me just give you this, how it starts. As the 4th of July looms with its flags and its barbecues and its full-throated patriotism, I find myself mulling over the idea of American exceptionalism. What, if anything, makes this country different from other countries or from the rest of the developed world in terms of morals and our ideals? In what ways do our distinct values inform how America treats its own citizens? I land on a distinct absence of mercy. Witness the ruthless evisceration of Roe versus Wade and expand oh blah, 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 blah. So how about the ruthless evis- evisceration of the babies inside the womb? Yeah. 
up to and including a full-grown infant coming out of the birth canal and being torn apart and murdered right then and there. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. How, how, what lack of self-awareness could you have as a human being to literally define mercy as the constitutional right for one person to kill another? That's incredible. mercy yeah, to incredible. the left. How on earth can you think that way? I can understand you thinking the way of Joe Biden in 2006. It's a terrible tragedy. We don't want it to happen. We want it safe it's, and rare. We want it safe. We want it rare, but oh, we that's don't gone want it to completely. occur. That's gone. This is a totally different worldview mm-hmm. than that person mm-hmm. in 2006. Now, by the way, Joe Biden now holds the same worldview that I just discussed from Pamela Paul of the New York Times. But it's like this idea that murdering 65 million people is mercy (laughs) is psychotic it is exactly the eugenic philosophy that led to what we saw in world war ii it's exactly that Mm -hmm. it is what margaret sanger believed and has continued to uh, try to carry out against this country through planned parenthood Mm -hmm. and other organizations all of this time and it is fascinating that that has been presented and continues to be presented as this empathetic thing. We're supposed to listen to abortion clinic doctors who are unable to kill children for a day and hear them sob and feel, oh my gosh, these poor people now have to drive an extra hour. That's what we're supposed. That's supposed to be the empathetic yeah. side of the argument. Yeah, incredible. Na, 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 na.